In Canada, England, and Wales, certain convicted persons may be designated as dangerous offenders and subject to a longer or indefinite term of imprisonment in order to protect the public. Other countries, including parts of the United States, have similar provisions of law. Worldwide, United States. In the United States, dangerous offender statutes are defined on a state by state basis and are applied at sentencing such that the enhanced dangerous offender sentence stems from the original illegal activity. A person under dangerous offender sentencing is typically held for a minimum term that coincides with the sentence the person would have received without the dangerous offender sentence, and thereafter is subject to review of the person's state of mind as a determination of eligibility for release. Alternatively, a person can be civilly committed if a judicial hearing determines that a concurrent mental disorder makes the person likely to remain dangerous because of a lack of self-control. This issue arose in the case of sex offenders in Kansas v. Hendricks, 1997, in which the court did allow limited commitment. The court reversed itself on the very same issue in Kansas v. Crane, 2002, imposing much stricter commitment standards and a higher burden of proof. Various state and federal sex offender registry laws impose additional post-conviction requirements for sex offenders. Canada. In Canadian criminal law, a convicted person who is designated a dangerous offender may be subjected to an indeterminate prison sentence, whether or not the crime carries a life sentence. This does not apply to convictions of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, high treason, and treason. The purpose of the legislation is to detain offenders who are deemed too dangerous to be released into society because of their violent tendencies, but whose sentences would not necessarily keep them incarcerated under other legislation, such as the Correctional and Conditional Release Act. Under subsection 761-1 of the Criminal Code, the Parole Board of Canada is required to review the case of an offender with a dangerous offender label after seven years, and parole may be granted as circumstances warrant but the offender would remain under supervision indefinitely. After the initial review, the parole board must conduct subsequent reviews every two years. According to Corrections Canada, on average 24 dangerous offenders are admitted to the Canadian prison system each year. Paul Bernardo is one well-known dangerous offender. The dangerous offender provisions have been found constitutional, the individual, on a finding of guilt, is being sentenced for the serious personal injury offense for which he was convicted, albeit in a different way than would ordinarily be done. He is not being punished for what he might do. The punishment flows from the actual commission of a specific offense. On October 17, 2006, the Canadian government introduced legislation that made it easier for Crown prosecutors to obtain dangerous offender designations. The amendments provide, among other things, that an offender found guilty of a third conviction of a designated violent or sexual offense must prove that he or she does not qualify as a dangerous offender. This legislation was passed in 2008. Under previous legislation, the Crown had to prove that the individual qualified as a dangerous offender. The amendment reverses the onus for individuals convicted of three violent offenses. Such individuals must now demonstrate to a court that despite the three convictions, they should not be designated as dangerous offenders. It is difficult for those classified as dangerous offenders to be granted parole. As of April 2012, there were 486 active offenders with a dangerous offender due designation. Of the 486 active dues at that time, 466, or about 96%, were incarcerated. Dues constitute about 3% of the federal offender population. Canadian courts also have the option of designating convicts long-term offenders. A hearing is held after sentencing, 
and, if a judge rules the accused is likely to re-offend after release, a 10-year period of community supervision is required after the sentence is completed. England and Wales In England and Wales, the sentencing of dangerous offenders is governed by the Sentencing Act 2020. It was governed by Sections 224-236 of the Criminal Justice Act 2003, until the repeal of those sections by the Sentencing Act 2020. The totality principle is a common law principle which applies when a court imposes multiple sentences of imprisonment. The principle was first formulated by David Thomas in his 1970 study of the sentencing decisions of the Court of Appeal of England and Wales. The effect of the totality principle is to require a sentencer who has passed a series of sentences, each properly calculated in relation to the offense for which it is imposed and each properly made consecutive in accordance with the principles governing consecutive sentences, to review the aggregate sentence and consider whether the aggregate is just and appropriate. The principle has been stated many times in various forms, when a number of offenses are being dealt with and specific punishments in respect of them are being totted up to make a total, it is always necessary for the court to take a last look at the total just to see whether it looks wrong. When, cases of multiplicity of offenses come before the court, the court must not content itself by doing the arithmetic and passing the sentence which the arithmetic produces. It must look at the totality of the criminal behavior and ask itself what is the appropriate sentence for all the offenses. Application United Kingdom Within the context of English and Welsh law, the totality principle is defined within the Criminal Justice Act 1991, that states that nothing in the Act shall prevent the court, in the case of an offender who is convicted of one or more other offenses, from mitigating his sentence by applying any rule of law to the totality of sentences. The principle was recognized in the Criminal Justice Act 2003 Section 166, 3b. Sentencing guidelines are contained within the Coroner's and Justice Act 2009, which states that the application of the principle is within the management of the Sentencing Council, applied along with the offenses taken into consideration, ticks. On June 11, 2012, the latest guidelines from the Sentencing Council came into force, which cover the three overarching aspects of sentencing, allocation, Ticks, totality. The principle of totality comprises two elements. Hashtag all courts, when sentencing for more than a single offense, should pass a total sentence which reflects all the offending behavior before it and is just and proportionate. This is so whether the sentences are structured as concurrent or consecutive. Therefore, concurrent sentences will ordinarily be longer than a single sentence for a single offense. It is usually impossible to arrive at a just and proportionate sentence for multiple offending simply by adding together notional single sentences. It is necessary to address the offending behavior, together with the factors personal to the offender as a whole. Resultantly, the suggestion for the application of concurrent or consecutive sentences is within the following guidelines. Concurrent sentences, offenses arise out of the same incident, there are a series of offenses of the same or similar kind, specifically when committed against the same person. Consecutive sentences, offenses arise out of unrelated facts or incidents, offenses that are of the same or similar kind but where the overall criminality will not sufficiently be reflected by concurrent sentences, one or more offenses qualifies for a statutory minimum sentence and concurrent sentences would improperly undermine that minimum. Canada Section 718.2 applies the totality principle by stating that, c. Where consecutive sentences are imposed, the combined sentence should not be unduly long or harsh, this is so as to avoid sentences that cumulatively are out of proportion to the gravity of the offenses. 
In application it requires Canadian courts to craft a global sentence of all offenses that is not excessive. If the total sentence is excessive the court must adjust the sentence so that the total sentence is proper. A sentence may violate the totality principle where the global sentence considerably exceeds the normal level of the most serious of the individual offenses. The global sentence exceeds what is appropriate given the offender's overall culpability.